was one of your better ad reads. Good job. I'm getting better. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, today, we are down... <laughs> Just announced that she's expecting on I an ad read. I know. What? <laughs> yeah, you, know. <laughs> you would never have. You would have never guessed that. I, I, to be honest with you, I wasn't expecting that myself. Um, and yet here we are. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the wichita podcast it's your boy dmh down in the collective basement alongside well, actually we're not alongside this time we're usually so close andrew manis how are we doing today i think we're doing well at uh the time of recording it is a little rainy outside oh yeah it's very so it's, nice yeah it's a good day to just kind of relax and catch your breath a little bit i'm cozied up in some sweats feeling good it's a nice fall day we haven't really had a good fall day yet yeah uh, it's been a little warm uh but yeah we're not sitting directly next to each other we're not sharing a mic i was thinking today i was trying to remember when the last time the two of us just the two of us were on a podcast um i actually could look i did not look (laughs) but i could look and just quickly be like oh yeah that's the that's the last time um because it has been a while uh is wichita haunted no wichita state football plane crash no lebanese big dinner no wichita state softball no bonus episode two no Wichita State football, no mailbag number one would have been the last time, wow. just the two of us. Okay. And that uh, aired on August 20th, which means we would How have recorded that? it. Ooh. So it's been before that. So it, it, we've been over two months since it's been just the two of us. We've been busy beats. It's crazy. Yeah. We've uh, we've we've had a lot of good guests. And, yeah. And uh, we've had our, our partner in crime, Evan, uh, Evan Farbach, on a few times. So That's right. Yeah. It's... Uh, We've made it work regardless of whatever our setup is. I think it's been fun and hopefully informative for our uh, handful of listeners. I hope so. Handful. We're talking about there's thousands. We're of actually them. doing pretty well. Yeah, that's right. Genuinely, yeah. <laughs> so before we get started, as always, I like to talk about our good friends, Central Market Wine and Spirits, over on the corner of Central and Oliver. Go check out Central Market. Um, you know, I haven't been recently. Uh, actually, I guess I can share this news um, that. Uh, my wife is expecting again another child. Um, so thank you, everyone. Everyone, calm down. So thank our, you. Our technical director. Our technical gonna, director, Emily Han, realtor, is expecting. So we haven't really needed uh, to shop for alcohol recently. But all of you out there probably do have your alcohol-related needs. I do for sure. <laughs> That's right. So head on down to Central Market Wine and Spirits. Uh, tell them we sent you. Um, today's a Wednesday again, so that means Craft Beer Wednesday. Ten uh, percent off all regular priced craft and import beers and then uh wine tuesdays on tuesdays it's 20 percent off regular priced wine i mean come on you can't beat that you can't beat their selection they have the best prices in town already it's a great clean atmosphere we love it yes so central market wine and spirits go check them out tell them we sent you all right so we are here today to talk about something i've actually wanted to know a decent amount about and have never taken any action toward researching until now century two i always had a lot of questions about century two why it's named century two why it exists and i now can tell you a little bit about it i'm excited to hear the answers to these questions if you're interested do you know why it's called century two no that was gonna be my first question well i have it in my notes so we'll get there when we get there i always actually i always made the joke oh there must have been a century one Spoilers, there was not a Century 1. There is a reason why it's called Century 2. I'm pretty sure I'm uh, extrapolating from the data. Is extrapolating. That the, am I doing that? Am I saying that correctly? <laughs> extrapolating. Okay, yeah. from the data. That's. I'm so, I do should, you say data or data? I say data. Yeah, I do too. So uh, in, in the word data is plural. Okay. So the data are showing this trend. That I'm old school. What's that. a singular of data? datum d-a-t-u-m wow okay so i've looked at data i did not look at a datum yeah it's like medium and media or um there's another one i thought of when you said that dice and die that's a good one it's not the same but it is a little different yeah um something you don't think about well anyway thanks for the (laughs) tangent uh david um mostly me (laughs) that's a good tangent that's a good tangent 
So we're talking about Century 2 today. And before we get started, I kind of had a little... Uh, is it prologue? <laughs> I'm learning words today. Yeah, it's a prologue. Yeah, I got a little yeah. prologue for you. Um, you know, the, the kind of the cool thing for me, and I'm sure it's the same for you, and hopefully it's the same for the listeners, uh, that we've been doing this podcast, is we're kind of slowly, even kind of unintentionally, um, threading together the history of Wichita. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought when we started, I mean, I knew what the concept of our podcast was going to be, but I never really thought we're going to be threading this history and, and seeing these same kind of um, actors and characters almost. I mean, they're real people, but to, all of a sudden they pop up. You're like, oh, I mean, last week you talked about, um, what's his face? Uh, Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, Murdoch. Murdoch, yeah. Marshall yeah, yeah. Murdoch, and um, we had talked about him like the literally the episode before. He's popped up in like five or six. Yeah, days. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's been really cool to do, and you know, obviously, it's like incredibly obvious that this is what our podcast is about, but it's been kind of fun. Yeah. So, case in point to that little start, um, I want to talk about William Greifenstein. Do you remember him? No, you don't, really. because we I quickly said his name in an episode, but he went by. Dutch Bill. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's right. Dutch <laughs> Bill. We talked about uh, little DB. Back little in the DB. We talked about on the Wichita History episode, um, we wanted to open up a restaurant, German restaurant specifically, yeah. called Dutch Bill's. In 1871, Dutch Bill built his two-story home on South Water Street, where Century 2 Performing Arts and Convention Center now stands. For wow. several years, this was uh, the largest house in Wichita. And uh, as I've said in the previous episode, Dutch Bill was a trader from Germany and he established a trading post in 1865 along the Cowskin Creek, which is where now Everly Farms is. Okay. Ooh. We should do an episode on Everly Farms. We could probably go out there and interview someone or something. How, uh, do you know how big uh, Dutch Bill's house was? Mm, I don't think I have that other than it was a two story home. And okay. I've seen, and there are pictures. If you go on the century oh, two website, there's, um, they have a lot of really cool pictures of kind of the old, uh, houses. And there's a great picture of Dutch bill. And this episode will air after Halloween, but I, he's got a big beer. And I asked Emily if I should go as Dutch bill for Halloween. She's just like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> so I love I was, our technical director. Yeah. She's great. She's like, I, I'm not listening to your podcast now. I'm not going to listen to it later. I said, okay. Now, something actually really cool I learned about Dutch Bill, and uh, we may have to do, if there's more information out there on Dutch Bill, I don't know if there is, and I actually, side note, I meant to do a little more research on him, but then I forgot. Um, He was coined or earned the title Father of Wichita, which I didn't know, and so I I think if there's more out there, maybe we can find a book about him or something. If there's more out there, we could probably do a whole episode on Dutch Bill. Um, but he was one of the founders that I talked about on the Wichita history episode. Uh, he was instrumental in financing the development of Douglas Avenue as Wichita's commercial center. Now you may also remember the name Darius Munger. Uh, he was the guy that built a log structure for the town company to serve as a hotel community center and post office. And he kind of started out as a main competitor, uh, of Dutch bill. So it was kind of like the Eagle and the beacon. There was Dutch bill and Darius Munger. Okay. I just love saying Dutch. Bill. Du- Dutch and Darius. Dutch baby. and Darius. The D&D show. That's oh, right. That's right. It. And Darius Munger had his first residence at 9th in Waco. And in 1870, the two of them decided to combine plats to create a single township, Wichita. Okay. I was going to, I guess, quiz you what year it was Wichita founded, but Man. I just, just said it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 1870. For all those that came by the uh, live podcast that we did over at Central Market Wine and Spirits, uh, I asked a lot of people that question, and one person did get it right, I think, yeah. if I remember we, we correctly. Had a, we had a few who came like within 20 years of it. Yeah, yeah. They, they, we had some people that were saying, Ooh. like, I don't know, seven, I, one person said before 1776. <laughs> that, that was the best. And I felt kind of bad because I called her, her out. I think it was a woman. I don't really remember. Yeah, but. you... Uh... Your your response was interesting. Before America was founded, Wichita was incorporated. Um, so Dutch Bill began to give away alternate plots on Main Street to help stimulate growth toward Douglas Avenue. And he also financed the Douglas Avenue Bridge, which allowed easy access to Douglas Avenue, making it the major business thoroughfare. 
Uh, he even served as our mayor from 1874 until 1884, and William Street is named in his honor. Do you know where William Street is? No. I looked it up, and actually we talk about it again later, but it's over uh, the best place that I could at least describe it to the, the listeners and to you. Um, it's right by Interest Bank Arena. Oh, okay. Cool. Unfortunately, when the real estate boom of the 1880s kind of stopped being a mm-hmm. boom, so did his fortune. Uh, he died at the home of his in-laws in 1899, almost Ooh. made it to 1900. Uh, the house was probably destroyed around 1910 to make room for the forum. And in 1993, the Wichita Historic Preservation Board placed a bronze plaque at the former location. You can find that plaque located near the Bob Brown Expo Hall entrance. So when I was kind of reading through all of that and this uh, history of Dutch Bill and everything, now that last paragraph that I kind of read through, um, did any of the names stand out to you of something like, what is that? You, I'll give you the hint because when I was reading through it, I was like, what's the forum? Yeah. You, and I was going to mention the forum because you, you word it like you, you breezed by that word pretty quickly as if you were, you had a, you had a can that you were going to open. I'm slowly opening it. Well, I just ripped the whole thing off. Um, when I was reading it, I was like, what's the forum? Never heard of the forum. Well, the forum was Wichita's primary auditorium, convention center, performance arena, and the exposition hall from 1911 to 1965. Had you ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it was located at 231 Southwater uh, between William, shout out Dutch Bill, and English. Mm. Now, like I said, it was officially opened in 1911, but only the first section had been completed on the south end. And by 1918, the exposition hall and Arcadia Theater on the north end had been completed. Okay. Other names that were uh, proposed for the facility. You ready for these? There are some goodies. Yeah. Hippodrome. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that. yeah. What is a hippodrome? Do you know? That's pretty popular Wichita State, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. They've got a festival called Hippodrome. Oh, well, you went there, right? I did for grad school. Yeah. Yeah, See, I didn't. I've never. I don't think I've ever taken a class at WSU. Um, You should audit something. I mean. I should. There's brush up of, on a lot of stuff out there that you could poker or take. something. Ooh. Mm. Actually, a friend of mine, shout out Rachel, uh, reached out recently. They're doing some, I think at the Wichita tech school, they mm-hmm. have some kind of like adult learning classes that are like, like there's like a scotch tasting and that'd be fun. There's another good one, but she was reaching up at the scotch tasting and I'm pretty sure I've already missed that or it's coming up pretty soon. So, um, another one was wigwam. Okay. And my personal favorite, and I wish that we would rename Century Two to this, the Wichitorium. <laughs> <laughs> the Wichitorium. That's so cool. I didn't, it's actually the first time I've said it out loud. I was kind of afraid I might mispronounce it, but I got there. I think that's pretty good. That's Dave. pretty good. Yeah. So the forum, not the Wichitorium. Uh, hosted a range of public events from the famous Russian ballerina Anna Pavlova okay. and the Polish pianist and composer Ignacia Paderewski. Yeah, Ignacia, she she's big time. Yeah, um, and they also had circuses and auto shows. And during the height of the 1960s, it was decided that the forum no longer served its purpose as a civic center due to its old age and not having adequate facilities that the performances and shows required. So the forum, along with 128 unattractive businesses and industry, industry structures that filled out the area kind of south of Douglas between Maine and the river, got the axe. It's an interesting way to close out the first century. Isn't it? That's right. Uh, They were raised to make room for the new Century 2 Convention Center. And as you said, in 1969, which is the year before 1970, but it was in uh, commemoration of the 1970 centennial, which I never can say correctly. You say it for me. Hold on. Centennial. I got it ready. For the 1970 centennial. John Hickman designed Century 2, and it was $12.5 million, which is over $93 million today. Farbach Financial coming through. Um, John Hickman, who I mentioned, uh, unfortunately passed away before it was built, Hmm. um, but it was built and he designed it. 
Um, the center was constructed by the city of Wichita with funding help from the Urban Renewal Agency to provide a large and attractive civic center. Hickman was an apprentice of Frank Lloyd Wright Ooh, yeah, there we at uh, Taliesin West in the late 1940s. Susan Hickman, his daughter, uh, once said that her father felt that the inspiration for the building was the vast fields of wheat, which is represented by the sand-colored pillars, mm-hmm. and then the limitless sky by the pale blue-colored dome. Well, that's adorable. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and kind of like you uh, said, we assume Century 2 is named after the fact that it was the second century of Wichita. Um, I couldn't find anywhere that said it was named after the second century of Wichita. Um, big fan of the show. Victoria Norris asked her dad because he apparently knew and he said the same thing. Um, so, yeah, it's I, I, I'm gathering that it was the second century. There was no first century one building that was then destroyed and, and yeah. rebuilt. It was this was for the marking our second century. And, you know, if we play our cards right, we might be we might be able to live long enough to see the third century of Wichita. Yeah. It yeah. won't be that old. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it actually, yeah. I'm not going to say it's, it's I likely, know. but it's not, uh, it, 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 it's not unlikely. It's like, it's not improbable by any stretch. I'll be what? 80. Yeah. And you'll be, who knows how old you'll be. Well, like 110, 174 you know, some or something. Old. Yeah. You know, it's, in, it, I kind of want to like just sound super pretentious and start affectionately, uh, calling the forum, uh, century one. And seeing if anybody calls me out on it. How often are you talking about the forum? <laughs> Once every couple of years, maybe. <laughs> on a <If> podcast. That... <laughs> I mean, I'd be down. That's that's definitely something we would do is we would either call it the forum or we should call it like the we should call Century Two the Forum Two. Yeah, I kinda feel like pushing the city of Wichita to like rename it or like retro retroactively. Is that gonna be the right word for it? Go back and rename it to what forum two? The century one. The century one, maybe. There's a lot of um, contention lot, as there yeah, is with century two, which we're going to be heading upset. toward. I'm yeah. excited. I, I don't have a ton, but I'm, I have enough. Well, I'm going to have to step up my game on this because we don't have Evan on, and Evan's usually the. the I'm going to need your who, opinion because yeah. we're now an opinionated, oh, opinionated it, podcast. Yeah, and as people know, Evan's Evan's got big opinions. They're very based though. I mean, yes, he's, sure. He's very knowledgeable. And I, you know, we'll see I'll, how you I'll, do. I'll try to bring the heat. Actually, I'll probably I'll I'll bring the like the lukewarm heat. That's this. fair. Yeah. You know what? It's it's like rainy out today, but it's not like freezing, so we only need lukewarm. There we go. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah, like Century Two, like I said, is a low circular structure with a shallow domed roof in the style of Frank Lloyd Wright. And there's actually a similar structure in California called the Marin County Civic Center. Whoa. The lobby encircles the main level with convention hall, exposition hall and concert hall occupying wedge-shaped areas within the ring. All three stages abut in the building's center, which I did not know. It was officially opened for business January 11th, 1969, so before we went to the moon. Because we went to the moon in 1969. Summer of 69, right? Yeah, because I always think of Even Stevens. Yeah, exactly. We went to the moon in 1969, 1969. not 1970, but a year sooner. Got a great story about that, which I think I've already said on this podcast. Yeah, Justin Aldrich missing or being late to basketball practice because he wanted to watch the whole episode before. I do remember that. uh, Because that episode started at 4 o'clock and we had practice at 4.30. It's a good episode. It's yeah. the influenza and, and episode, I, right? I, yes, and I, I stayed with it through, I think, the second commercial, and then you know my mom took me and dropped me mm-hmm. off in the middle school. Justin shows up to practice like 4.37, just like, st- you know, walking They lived in. close. Yeah. They lived close. Yeah, seven minutes, yeah. right? And probably more like six minutes or five. Um, right. But yeah, we're like, hey, why were you late, Justin? Like, what, were you watching something and lose, lost track of timing? I was like, yeah, it's not, nothing you need to know about, fellas. <laughs> glass fellas Uh, uh, one time when i was in middle school eighth grade basketball we had a um, snowy ice day and we didn't have school and and it was terrible out Mm -hmm. it was it was back when we had those really bad ice storms we had a a couple years in a row so it had been yeah 2004 yeah winter Winter 0405 okay yeah i know which one you're talking about and somehow fowler still had practice we didn't have school and we still had practice i don't think that's allowed i don't think it is 
But somehow he still had practice at 3.30 or whatever time after school. So my dad, and I'm in middle school, right? That's just not. My dad had to leave work, drive home in the ice, pick me up, and take me to practice. (laughs) I was late to practice because of all that. Well, yeah. I had to run. And at the time, I was like, well, you know, I was late. Of course I need to run. I was late Mm -hmm. to practice. And looking back, I'm like, I had zero options other than to wait for my father We're gonna to have to have me. a chat with fowler about he won't this. remember it but i'll be down he'll probably just be, have his nose buried in his phone and completely <laughs> yeah probably he'll just go huh, that sounds about right his his new thing now by the way is saying he and i he, he is right about this but he loves telling people how he's a lot softer and, and nicer and warmer now he is which he's he's correct but it's like man if only these kids nowadays could have seen what he was like <sighs> his heyday before he was a father Ooh. He'll be hyped to uh, know I'm having another girl because he yeah. has two girls. And he was <laughs> the amount of hype he had when he found out I was having a girl. He was just, <laughs> yeah. And he just like gave me the thickest fist bump. Man, what a what a good fella. What a good fella. <laughs> so anyway, as we said, 1960, 1969, they uh, opened for business. And at the time of its inception, the center housed a concert hall, a convention hall, exposition hall, and a theater which would later be dedicated to Mary Jane Teal as the Mary Jane Teal Theater on June 29th. I'm guessing this is 1989. I accidentally wrote down 2989. <laughs> 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 um, the Bob Brown Expo Hall, which was named for Mayor Bob Brown, mm-hmm. would later be built in eight, uh, 1986. And in 1997, the Hyatt Regency, which was built and attached to the south end of Century Man, 2. That was a big deal. The Hyatt being built. Oh, Yeah. There. You know, I never even realized it was attached. However, I've definitely walked, like, from Century 2 to the Hyatt. So I don't know what I was thinking. But And named after Wichita's first black mayor, A. Price Woodward Park, Woodard Park would begin to improve the Riverside Bank uh, site of the former Dutch Bill homestead where Native Americans had camped in the 1870s when they met with Dutch Bill. And this park provides an urban haven of waterfalls and walkways with a view of James... Rosati's freeform sculpture, Wichita Tripodal. Do you know what the Wichita Tripodal is? No. Couldn't find it on Google. I said it to Emily and she said, it sounds like a some sort of medication. And I Googled it and just medications popped up. So I don't know what it is. Oh, the 1926 Wurlitzer organ from the Paramount Theater in New York City was removed prior to that theater's demolition and was installed in Century 2 uh, Convention Hall in the 1970s. Whoa. And the organ still continues to be used there today, apparently, from concerts and uh, other events. Mm-hmm. So, in uh, kind of in the more recent years and looking at what Century 2 is today, um, right now, today, it is the largest center for entertainment, consumer shows, and meetings in Wichita and is home to four arts organizations. The Wichita Symphony Orchestra, the Wichita Grand Opera, Music Theater Wichita, and Music Theater for Young People. Notable performances that have been there, uh, according to the website that I read, Frank Sinatra, Johnny Cash, Rodney Dangerfield, Kevin Hart, and big time musicals like Cat, Wicked. Um, They've had gun shows. They've had Miss USA pageants. Um, Apparently, presidents Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, and Donald Trump have all appeared at one time or another on the Century 2 stage. Wow. That's it's actually really impressive. Not knowing what they're doing, but they're they're there. Jeez. I I found that um that little fact from a singular datum that I was looking at. Singular datum. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, Man, Wichita's got it all. Got like it all, this baby. is really enlightening stuff. Got it all, yeah. baby. So do you know how big Century Two is? No. It is almost two hundred thousand square feet of contingent contiguous exhibit space it has 20 meeting uh, rooms a concert hall that seats 2197 people in continental seating the aforementioned mary jane teal theater seats 650 people in continental seating the convention hall seats 4700 people Hmm. do you know what continental seating is no i looked it up what is it it's theater seating with no center aisle and with room enough between rows to allow easy passage. Oh, yeah. And if you've been to Century 2, you know that that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So now we're going to look at kind of uh, some of the more 
heated debates of what's been happening in the more recent years. Cool. In 2009, there were plans to modernize Century 2 for around $22 million, which, I mean, it's not that long ago, but it was like $28 million or so today. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was shelved by City Hall. And uh, ever since then, I mean, ever since I, I think really when they've since built it, they've never really updated and it. And that was just to modernize. That right? was just to That's modernize it. it. Okay. Um, $22 million. And I mean, if we're talking, mo- and we've talked about this on the podcast before, if we're talking modernizing, they need to modernize them yeah. dang bathrooms. Um, Cause that is a problemo, which I've already <laughs> gone into on our mailbag episode. So, you know, bear with me. I may, we'll see if man, if he gets it out of me today, we'll, we'll see. Back in September of this year, the Wichita city council approved a private company to take over the management of century two with a five to two vote. ASM Global, who manages Interest Bank Arena, will take over in 2022. Uh, the proposal receives strong opposition from the people behind Save Century 2, yeah. which we'll get to here in a second, and others who worry that the decision could mean something bad for the building in the future. Sure. Um, there was worry because the contract apparently was not made available to the public until less than 24 hours before the vote. Uh, under this agreement, the city will retain the right to host 10 events annually at Century 2. Um, and according to Jared Cerullo, who's a current Wichita City Council member and he's up for re-election, mm-hmm. uh, Century 2 has cost the city $200,000 a year on maintenance over the past decade. I mean, it wouldn't cost them that much if they just invested anyway. Yeah, That's the point. So the members of Save Century 2 believe that previous generations have done a poor job of maintaining and preserving the architecture in Wichita, not just Century 2, Mm -hmm. such as the Miller Theater, Alice Hotel, and the historic Riverside Homes. Uh, They believe that remodeling the interior, the city of Wichita can save at least $200 million. Uh, They believe with the right imagination, it can be a show place for the nation. And they argue that by demolishing and replacing the structure would be a way more expensive and also would be a historic and cultural loss to Wichita. Now, their website, uh, SaveCentury2.com, probably, I don't know, you can Google Save Century 2, um, <laughs> says, uh, I'm not here promoting one side or the other. I mean, th- we're going to have our opinions, but we're not necessarily <laughs> promoting one side or the other. Um, their website does say, uh, does does say that they are petitioning to have it become a historic landmark, and apparently, they've they've done it because in 2020, um, Century Two was listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Cool, and that's about all I got on kind of um, you know a history and just kind of a brief take of where we're at today. You know, our our podcast has historically been not necessarily a very pol- we've definitely never been a political podcast. Um, and we don't really get too far in opinions. Um, but please if, share if anything, you you know, I open you up. The, right. The, the most political we get is Evan calling out the beacon, the present day beacon for being NPR hipsters. Right, but. right. Exactly. <laughs> that was pretty bad. It was an underrated line of, of the podcast. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard for me to have a strong opinion on it. Not because I don't care, but because I'm just not fully informed. I think you've given me, uh, you've given me a good starting point to start having a more informed opinion and i really the only thing at this point that seems egregious to me is that contract not being public for i mean more than a day right at a time right because it seems like a pretty important contract right Um, sure because the the folks who manage and own iba now can do the same thing as century two so they can they can do whatever they want and need to do to century two presumably to to help iba or help both of them work with each other and that's all good and well it's just i i don't like that that was made public less than a day yeah that's a little uh iffy. other than that I, I don't see anything that you know anybody should be thrilled or angry about um i mean times change and and they made a decision uh about a dozen years ago as you said to not put in the appropriate investments to uh, um, sort of lift up Century 2. And that decision was made. We can't change it. And so now you've got a situation where it's just kind of eroded, both physically and financially. And it's kind of where we're at. So I will say for not 
really necessarily up keeping it outside of maintenance. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a pretty nice spot still. There, there's. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely. It feels kind of old when you walk in there, um, but it definitely is a uh, still kind of nice and and, and yeah. um, does okay. I think it gets the job done for yeah. sure. Besides, of course, the obvious bathroom situation. Um, you know, for me, Century Two is a. Uh, I mean, I've been going there since I was. I think an infant. I think my mom might have taken me at some point when I was pretty young to the music theater of Wichita. And, you know, we, we most likely will do an episode in the future on uh, MTW. Um, yeah, it's obviously not this episode, but um, I, I could see how keeping it is important because it is a very cool structure. And it, I mean, it's, I've read somewhere, I mean, it's, it's in almost every picture of Wichita. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of a symbol of Wichita. You look at, I mean, the uh, Wichita Centennial that I have behind you, is that Century 2 on it? I mean, maybe. I actually have no idea. If I think it not. is. I'll check. Yeah, you go check because I'm, I'm not even 100% sure. I mean, it's definitely sand-colored pillars and a, a blue sky. You can bring it over. Um, I don't want to drop it. I appreciate that. I mean, that looks like Century 2 to me. Uh, yeah, and, and if it's not. I mean, this would have been built right after they built Century 2. Right. And yeah, and if it's not Century 2, it's probably because they couldn't get the rights to do it. Right. I mean, so what else is it? It's like know? a generic knockoff. But. Right. It's definitely in the, the R, and I, I keep meaning to post a picture of it, but I'll try to remember to post a picture this time of it because I've talked about it on previous episodes. Um, but I mean, it, you know, it. you Google a picture of Wichita and they, it's almost always a picture of downtown, kind of where the river is, and Century 2 is very, very visible in it. Um, and I, I, that's something that I think it's, it's part of the skyline, even though it's not even that tall, but it is part of our skyline and it's part of that. And so I get that. I get that that's, that's part of the argument, but I also understand that, you know, Wichita is kind of historically lacked. I mean, I did mention some big names and big names have come through Wichita, but Wichita is not a spot that artists come through very Kevin often. Hart, baby. Kevin Hart, baby. <laughs> I mean, Sinatra has come. I mean, my mom has seen like, I think like, I mean, I know my parents have seen Elton John. I think my mom might've saw the Beatles or Michael Jackson. I mean, mm-hmm. people have come through. It just doesn't happen a lot. You know, I, I, when I see artists that I follow today, um, post their tour schedule, they're never coming through Wichita and interest bank arena has definitely helped that Hartman's definitely helped that. Um, the Coliseum, you know, that's where a lot of them used to go. I saw Cher out at the Coliseum, uh, circa 1999, probably. Did, did you ever, I'm sure you did. Did you ever go to any uh, Shocker games at, at the Coliseum? I was almost probably every home game, yeah. Because yeah. we had season tickets and see, we went to all, actually, um, I was picked to be in the dunk contest and it was at the Coliseum when I did that. Um, that was a, it was a weird time. And I think if I'm right, Evan would help if, if he was here, but I think we beat Creighton at the Coliseum that year. Creighton was really good. And it was a whole thing. And I think it happened at the Coliseum. Yeah. Cause there wasn't a whole lot to write home about during the Coliseum right. time, but that was a big one. Yeah. It was so probably the signature game of their tenure. Yeah. Um, pre, you know, right before hitting up Coke arena. Right. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, these things have helped and and maybe having a better convention center would open it up to better conventions and artists. And I don't know. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm not qualified to answer that. I mean, I enjoy going to music theater. I have season tickets to MTW. I enjoy going every year. I mean, that was my um, most underrated or undervalued thing that I talked about on the mailbag episode um, was music theater. And I, and I think that it's great. And I think it's great there. I just don't drink a lot of water that day. So I don't have to use the bathrooms. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I I think I am I am generally and broadly in favor of building something bigger and more modern and better. But let's let's get a well-defined, specific strategy and plan for that. I I, I don't I don't want to get in a position where something is either torn down or left to rot, and there's not a plan in place to either physically or symbolically replace it. Right. Um, but if there's a specific plan and we can make it work financially, then absolutely let's do it. I, yeah. Cause I'm all in favor of moving forward. If it can attract, 
necessarily not necessarily better, but more frequent visits from you know artists of varying types, musical, sure, uh, stand up, whatever. Um, so yeah, if they if they can if they can get the details worked out, then yeah, let's let's do this thing. You know, I think every city, state government body whoever out there there's always that fine line of how do you preserve the historic value of something while also trying to go to the future yeah and i just think that's that's what century two is and you know and century two has done a lot of great things i mean like i said i mean mtw is we've talked about it is world renowned as a as a great program and yeah the it's hosted at, at century two did mtw happen because of century two probably not i mean they probably did that on their own but um, there's still been a lot of great things and we have great shows come through and great things. And I'm not knocking it. I just, I, I'm knocking Wichita as a whole in the sense of, we just don't have a lot of entertainment that comes through very often. And when we do, we like shut down the city and it becomes a whole thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, well, you know, and, and it's, it's just a good point because you look at a lot of the mid-sized cities, especially in the Midwest and, yeah, it kind of feels like Wichita could afford to catch up a little bit to some of them. And, you know, in terms of getting some of those artists and, and such um, to come through. Um, I know that there are other towns have had some success with that over the last 20 to 30 years. I mean, Omaha comes to mind. They're, granted, they're a little bigger than Wichita. Right. Um, but, yeah. Uh, that begs the question, do other cities have like convention centers like century two the to the quality to the size i mean they obviously have venues for like artists to come but do they have these these kind of all-purpose convention halls that do all the things i don't know do you have any one in omaha is there's one in omaha i can't speak to other ones that are floating around out there um but to me i yeah I like the like having a modern all-purpose facility that can house and be a new home for a lot of the uh, a lot of the entities that you've mentioned so far. Right, like that has to happen. Like you you can't just like you know say Sayonara to right. You know, like for me, it's like I understand the symbolism behind Century Two, but if you can provide a new and potentially better home for existing entities so that they have room to grow and room to shine and that's great but I, I i would be uncomfortable if we just not only left a building behind but the left everything that you know left all of its tenants behind as well right it'd be horrible so. right i mean no one's going to interest bank arena to watch a musical yeah you know it's and just, that's like the problem it's not like that that that's a bigger issue with that whole arena and we can talk about it another time. But, I'm sure. I think know. it's on our list somewhere to talk about that. That sounds like yeah. one you would, you would lead up. Well, I just remember when, cause that was, that might've been like the first thing I voted on. Cause I, I was mm. 18 when that was starting to be, you know, voting on whether there should be a downtown arena. And it's like, yeah, I mean, in theory, it's a great idea. And, but they had to revise, you know, how big the arena was going to be, what it could hold. And, um, so it leaves, it leaves us with these conundrums, right? With, right. you know, uh, it, if IBA was much more of a multi-purpose bigger facility, then it would kind of be a no brainer right. as to what to do with century two. But because it's not that you kind of have these two things that don't, they have some overlap but not perfect overlap. And so now we're just having these discussions again. And yeah, you know, I was, and <laughs> this is just a, maybe a, a precursor to our IBA <laughs> discussion which we'll have to have evidence yeah well for for sure sure. you know i'm just i'm underwhelmed by the size of it you know and it's just yeah yeah, they they oversold for that vote in 2006 i think it was they oversold what it was going to be and congrats to those folks on getting it done it's still great it's a cool arena and it's brought it's brought attractions you know and it i mean we had the just not the ones yeah just not the ones that they had they, right. they could get the Kevin so. Hart's of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I need Kevin James to come through Wichita. That's what we need. That's when we know we'll have arrived. He would he would play at the Coliseum for sure. <laughs> He's a total Coliseum, big Coliseum guy for sure. <laughs> I'm uh, shifting gears a bit. I'm I'm thinking of um, sports that have come through Century Two over the years, 
And I I vaguely remember the Newman Jets basketball team playing there for like one year. Really? Before they shut down for like 15 or 20 years throughout the 80s and 90s. Okay. But my dad my dad tells it to me all the time. Like he loved he's you know the Newman Jets played at Century 2 for one year. Interesting. I'm I did like, not oh, know that's that. That's cool, dad. I mean, I, yeah. But I'm trying I to know. think what I, else I, I I strongly doubt that there have been any other especially permanent um Sure. Sports tenants. Well, it's only been around for 50, 50 some odd some, years. Yeah. So, well, anything else you want to talk about Century 2 or should we go to our favorite segment? Oh, man. <laughs> I forgot. Three, Three young, young six. six. Yeah. For all those tuning in for the first time, um, thank you for tuning in. 3M6 is our uh, restaurant review segment where we talk about a local restaurant in Wichita and we give it a little rating and just kind of talk about what we like, maybe don't like about it. Um, so if you're if that's something you're interested in, we've done like, I don't know, 20 plus of them. So go check out some of our other episodes. They are on almost every episode. Um, they're not really on the episode, the bonus or mailbag episodes, I don't think so. Don't go looking for them there. Um, you can also follow our Instagram. We have, you search far enough. I think we've posted every restaurant review we've done. If you want to just be quick about it, but we'd prefer if you go listen to it. So, um, hey Siri, pick a random number between two and 55. A random number between two and 55 is 30. 30. Ooh. Yokohama ramen. Have you been there? <laughs> yeah. Huge. That's a fish nickels joint, right? Does fish like it? That doesn't surprise me. It, yeah. Yeah. What should we call them? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll start if you don't mind, because yeah. I'm just in the mood. Yeah. This is a great day for some ramen with the rain. There's a lot of places little, on little here. Rain that, and ramen. Little Han. rain and ramen hun. That's what they call me. There's a lot of places on here that uh, I think we keep getting where I'm like, I've been there once. I've been there twice. Man, I love Yokohama. I've been okay. there several times. Um, for all those tracking where I live, as I talk about all the time, I live across the street from Yoko, one of the Yokohamas. Not going to tell you which one. You can probably figure out which one. I think if if, if people have been listening, to they'll know which Edward, one. They yeah, and they they will know what neighborhood you're in. Yeah, and they could probably guess your house within a half, maybe a third of a mile radius. Probably, maybe even quarter if they're really thinking through it. Should I be worried? No. Okay. Cool. Uh, I love Yokohama ramen. I pretty much only ever get the ramen. It's one of those places that we always talk about that we go a decent amount, but we don't go often enough to try other things on the menu. Okay. Every time I go, I got to get the ramen. I get the spicy miso ramen, typically sometimes extra garlic. So wait, the spicy garlic miso ramen, extra garlic. Sometimes I get the black garlic ramen, which is also really good, but I usually get the spicy miso. Um, and Emily doesn't, typically like her um pork belly that's in it mm-hmm. so she gives me hers and she doesn't like her egg either so i get that i don't know what she's eating but not any of that um i i really like yokohama a lot and um it's just it's definitely better in person with the environment um and just not eating out of a styrofoam uh takeaway uh takeaway i'm from england um takeaway option but you know your in-laws are are loving it um but they uh um it's still i've done it several times i've definitely carried out before um and i and i I like some of their appetizers Ooh, i went there my buddy danny took me for my birthday because that's the kind of relationship we have and we got the um the calamari have you had their calamari? No. Oh my god! They're you know calamari is usually like little pieces of squid. It's like pieces of squid that are like eight inches long. You're kidding me? No, it's unreal. It's like eating like a, a corn on the cob almost. It's huge. Wow. Um. So anyway, Yokohama, I really like. I've been to both. Um. The one by my house. Oh no, people know where I live. Um. <laughs> the one by my house is uh, much easier to sit in, but they have made the other one uh, over in Delano. A little easier with COVID and everything. Made it sittable. Made it sittable. And um, I once ate there with the lead singer of Pretend Friend. So there, I shoehorned it oh, in. Oh, man. That's an <laughs> ongoing bit we, yeah. that's developing on I've the pod. I even, don't hate it, Didn't man. even shoehorn. It was easy. Um, so anyway, I'm going to give... Oh, God. Now I have to rate it. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah, going to so give... Hard. I know. It is difficult. I'm going to give Yokohama Ramin...
a 9.7, which ties Nui. For for top that mm-hmm. you've had? Yeah. I really like Yokohama. What did you rate uh, uh, GM's or whatever we call it? Livingston's? This? Yeah. Uh, uh, 9.69. Remember, you made me choose. Yeah. You make me choose, but you gave me which one would you rather go to? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good combo. You're yeah, right. Yeah, and you know what? I'm I I don't know if I could choose between the two. They are next door to each other now. Yeah, they are. Because New Way got demolished and mm-hmm. building a McDonald's. But right. <laughs> we should have a full thrilled. episode on that. Where are they building the uh, the soon to be old McDonald's over on uh, Edgemore? What are they putting there? Yeah. I don't know. They just put the Brahms where El Rodeo used yeah. to be. We ate there this weekend. How was it? Is it? Uh, it was good. good food bombs, was, food yeah. was good. They're still figuring things out, as I understand. I mean, it's a new store. Um, they, <laughs> if you go to a drive-through and they give you your food and the, they don't have you pay, would you tell them you didn't pay, or would you drive off, putting you on spot? So, to so all the people? I, I'll, I'll give you my answer, and then I'll explain. I would drive off, and okay. it's only because I would not be paying close enough attention to realize that oh, I did not pay. Fair. That's a fair. If I had the self-awareness, which I wish I had, I absolutely would have said, hey, you forgot to bill me. Let well, me I said, hey, I haven't paid. And she's like, oh, and I'm like, mm, here you go. I know. So anyway, it was good. They're doing um, their best. They're doing their shout best. Shout out to Brahms. Shout out to Brahms. Brahms. I like Brahms. Yeah. I like Brahms. It's not, it. it's not a Wichita oh only place. T- shout out Tuttle, Oklahoma, I believe is where they're uh, headquartered out of. But I do like Brahms. But this is not if a Brahms review. Do, yeah, if we ever do an on-site like thing you know oklahoma or kansas brahms would be a good one to talk about because that's its area yeah i don't know if it's on my wichita sort of list yeah it's Uh, definitely a sort of restaurant for sure i'll put it on though oh no it's on here actually cool right above right below spangles yeah which is technically wichita but it's outside of wichita too so yokohama yokohama i like nine nine point seven i'm big fan um i mean it's definitely like it's a top tier place that i'm like i i suggest to emily all the time and we go about a third of the time that i suggest it so that's a pretty good rate when you're when you're uh yeah 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 that's good she has yeah. to be in the mood for the ramen which is fair and i'm like almost always you gotta go to taco shop the other, uh, the other podcast she got me to go to taco shop she loves taco shop it's good anyway um, hit me with it okay so to recap that's tied with new way for you right it is tied with okay Niue. so i'm gonna give my short my short spiel on this uh, but when I'm done, I'm, I would love to get your feedback on New Way versus Yokohama. So Yokohama, um, on my end, uh, I have been twice. Okay. Um, spicy miso ramen. Those. Both times. It is the way to go. My man. Um, that's what Fish recommended to me. Um, and I'm I'm not a ramen connoisseur, so I just take his word and trust him on it. That's good. Because I think that he is or might be. Um, it's outstanding. Mm. Um not sure why I have not been more um, because I don't really have anything bad to say about it. Um, I I probably need to expand what I'm going to eat there. But as yeah. you know me, I'm a creature of habit. It works. It's good. Um, so I'm going to give it a uh, uh, man. Give it an eight ninety two. Eight ninety two. You don't like to break into the nines very often. Man, that's rarefied air. I don't know. Have I given anything above nine yet? I'm looking right now. I'm trying to think like what would I give a ten? Because I like I'm like close. Yeah. Um, I almost want to bump up New A and uh, Yokohoma closer to ten. Maybe that bears the question: Is a zero to ten for you know just restaurants in Wichita, or is it zero out of ten for any restaurant ever anywhere? Would I ever hit a ten anywhere? What's the question? What What is a ten? More broadly, what What do you think a ten is? For me, probably Freddy's. Okay, that's my favorite restaurant. Yeah, so probably Freddy's would be a ten, and then below that is probably New Way, Yokohoma. I mean, that's that. Those are the highest rated. Um, my quick glance here, you have put one restaurant in the nine. What was it? It's probably not even my favorite of the bunch. Right um, <laughs> you put Jimmy's Diner. Yeah. Okay. Nine point one five. You've got some close to the nines, but you put the one. I I respect yours a little more than mine sometimes. I you know I have yeah. a hard time rating it. It's tough. I think you've been fine. To be honest with you, I when we've done enough of these and we've done you know quick count, I think we've done twenty one of them. Wow. Um, 
I, I, I kind of want to sit down and, and and actually like look at them and see if they really are. See that that's what I'm I like. I forget what I rate I'm, things. I'm skeptical that I'm I'm being uh, accurate with. Maybe with we these should things. do a um, maybe like our thirtieth episode. Maybe our thirtieth episode, which is I mean like it's coming up. It's gonna be like holiday season. You know? Yeah, like three or four episodes from now. Maybe we should do a recount of all of our. Um, we could look at them ahead of time and we can sit there and talk about, okay, and maybe we can adjust things yeah. and, and go from there. That'd be probably good. Yeah. Probably good to do when we're at 30 and not like 50. Yeah. Do it during the holidays. Evan's around. We can just go through and Evan can fill in the blanks for the ones that he's missed. Also true. Yeah. I like that. So, okay. You wanted my thoughts on Yokohama versus New Yeah. You want that on and, or and off I, air? Um, it can be on air and I'm okay. not Evan, so I'm not going to give you a hard time if you okay. can't decide. So you really want me to make a choice between the two? If you're comfortable question? with it, yeah. Yes, if you're comfortable with it. New way. Okay. And, uh, and, and I, for those listening, I did not edit that. That was a pretty quick response. It's obviously close, though. It's, it's very close. Up there. Here's why. I could get good ramen other places. in mm-hmm. Not maybe necessarily in Wichita, but in America. I can't get new way other places. True. And... I have a better chance of going to Yokohama with my wife. It's a different story. Um, Cause she's not the biggest new way fan either. That's she, right. She's oh, just, man. she is so up in her own mind about it. I don't even want to get into it. It's all right. We got a cool technical. Director. She's we'll cool. She's slide. cool. I, I still love her. Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, I think I would choose new way over Yokohama just cause I can't get anywhere else. Sure. Would be my answer. That's fair. So, all right. Well, cool, man. that's an episode. I appreciate your indulging me with that. Always. I'm an open book. And you tell you, and here's the thing. Even if I'm such an open book that it gets a little weird, we just won't air it. But I'll still answer yeah, your questions. It's, it's the beauty of beauty of podcasting. Beauty of podcasting. So thank you, everyone, for listening, as always. Like, subscribe. Check us out on all the podcast platforms. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok at Wichita Podcast. You can email us, Wichita Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Wichita Podcast Jams on YouTube. And yeah, go like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, um, call in. Just kidding. We don't have a line. We could get a line. No one would probably call. Uh, but you can email us, um, you know, sh- uh, reach out to us about uh, episodes you want to hear about, things you want to hear about. We still have plenty of episodes and content uh, coming your way, but we, we would rather give you what you guys want to hear than. Um, what we think you want to hear. Um, and we've done a few like that. So um, please, by all means, reach out. Um, special thank you, as always, to Emily Hahn, technical director. When this airs, Brighter Tomorrow will be out. Um, you can find that on all music platforms. Just look up Emily Hahn and, or Brighter Tomorrow, probably have better with Emily Hahn. She's also a realtor, by the way. Emily Hahn, realtor, technical director, um, H-A-H-N, you can find her on Instagram or I don't know. She's all over the place. Um, so check out her music. It's really great. Um, it's got some live strings on it. Um, and yeah, it was really cool. It was a really fun experience. I did not do a whole lot, but I was involved. So uh, involved in the sense of I was like there. You're I was not, you will not hear me on any of the tracks. Let's put it that way. So uh, thank you everyone as always for listening. And we will wish to talk to you later. Go shocks, go pokes, go cats. <laughs> Ema baby. Hey, they somehow won this weekend. So I did. There you go. But you try to get to the point.